Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We, uh, it's Friday. It's the day before, the day before. We are uh, struggling a little bit with a power outage with the, uh, the Wan Broadcast Center. So we're going to do the best we can to get through uh, the next couple of hours, and we will update you when we can. And so in the meantime, let's enjoy some of our programming from this past week. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2, but visit the website dipetro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube or Twitter, it's all right there at the website dipetro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop, we have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at depetro.com And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, depetro.com You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Good morning. It is Friday. It's December 23rd. What happened to the storm? What happened to the storm? I think they hit the pitch, pushed the panic button a little early here. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to... I'm certainly not going to complain. Um, we have a little bit of rain the raining part of the day good news is should stop raining right around three o'clock now the temperature it is going to drop and it is windy but and then make no mistake about it tomorrow tomorrow morning at this time the temperature will be in well not single digits but it's it's going to drop pretty close to feel like that so we are going to have a dramatic change but at least it'll be uh, sunny weather for christmas eve Today's the day before the day before, and and then it looks like nice and dry on Christmas Day as well. And then the day after Christmas, which is the day observed, so it's three-day weekend, which is nice, that's also going to be dry. So, folks, the good news is, now, I get along parts of, uh, like right now, East Bay, Portsmouth, big wind surge, along the water, seems to be a coastal storm, definitely having some problems but everyone else inland i mean it certainly seems like a day you could still get out do the shopping you need to remember shop local support all our locals like marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland right across diagonally across from davenport restaurant the historic white church i am willing to bet there's some nice gifts in there for you and or stocking stuffers what have you pop in see marie shop local get some nice quality gifts now we had, um, folks, I, I, you know, a lot of times if I let things go, but then other times, you know, I want to take credit. And we were the only show which drew attention to the situation with Trinity Rep. And as a result of that, people started speaking up. It started as a murmur, and I heard from more and more people, and there's a posting about it. On the website petro.com well then people started getting really upset they decided to do this woke version of Christmas Carol and Scrooge is a woman and they decide to make Scrooge's nephew is gay <clears throat> all of that seems fine a lot of people just push back Bob Cratchit and the Cratchit family tiny Tim in this play he's uh, tiny Jose uh, they don't speak English they intimate that they were illegals uh, tiny Tim has a problem with his leg because of uh, they don't have proper health insurance. And, again, they're entitled to do whatever type of play they want. But I had heard they were getting a lot of pushback. People were upset. They eliminated the intermission because they, they just knew 
that the reaction that people um, in the beginning were leaving during the intermission. So they, there's no intermission with this show. And they were sending school's kids there. People think they're going the traditional version of A Christmas Carol. And instead, it, it's, it's nonstop progressive, you know, preaching and lecturing. And it's my, they start off by reminding the audience that they're sitting on stolen land. And, and this whole business, and I had heard from parents, I heard from people that went, and now people started to go after Trinity Rep on their Facebook page to the point where they had to restrict comments. And they have a lecture on that. Now, I have a new posting on DePetro.com. So we have two articles. No one else. The local media is if on cue, just, oh, you know, Trinity Rep is back. They're a tremendous Christmas show without really doing a review on the show itself. Instead, what I saw in local media was people just trying to be supportive of Trinity, which is fine, but except don't tell everyone the show, oh, it's just fantastic and blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. Now, I've also heard a number of sponsors had heard from people, and so then they were. One sponsor spoke to someone I know and said that they were embarrassed when they went to the show. They brought some friends and family. I mean, you're a sponsor, so they're given tickets, and they were embarrassed by it. So Trinity has this thing, and I'll, I'll read what, uh, I did post what they wrote, but so to come around on this, they, they are, quote, they're pausing the show. They're pa- Trinity Rep is, is pausing the show. Now they're saying, oh, we have, we have a COVID outbreak. COVID's the excuse for everything now. Now here's why I don't believe this. Number one, I know someone, and I've been communicating with someone who was first alerted to me who's involved with the production. And they said they have understudies. Number one, everyone is apparently vaccinated. You couldn't even be part of it unless you were vaccinated. They still, they make the people wear masks in the crowd. But if everyone is vaccinated, and why do you have to cancel? Like that doesn't make any sense at all. But I'm told they're using this as an excuse. And the media just goes with what they told. Oh, Trinity's postponing due to COVID without even thinking like, well, wait a minute. Don't you have understudies? What do you mean? The whole thing is postponed because of COVID? I mean, there were some people were planning on going tomorrow night, some people going, you know, tonight, then Monday, Tuesday. Now they're saying we might be back on Wednesday, but I'm hearing the whole thing is shut down. So it's, it's just a disaster. Now they also posted... We're uh, incredibly uh, sad to announce Trinity is pausing the performances of A Christmas Carol for the next six days. Well, we hope to resume performances. We hope to resume starting Wednesday. I heard that's not happening. Now, they also had another posting. Although they have, I, I noticed like no one reads any. I don't know, maybe people never read, but people definitely don't read. Someone posted, no, they said they're coming back Wednesday. No, they said they hope to resume Wednesday. They also posted, recently we had to turn off comments for some of our posts. Unfortunately, so some people were complaining about their rendition of A Christmas Carol. Unfortunately, some threats have unraveled into hateful, racist, bigoted speech. While we welcome constructive critical feedback, we do not tolerate hateful speech. So now, Trinity Repertory Company is saying, if you criticize their rendition of a Christmas Carol, that's hate speech. Trinity's mission is to reinvent the public square with a diplomatic art that stimulates education, engages our diverse community in a continuing dialogue. For us, this means supporting a welcoming and respectful environment for the community, not just the ones with the loudest voices. Whether classical or contemporary, all of Trinity Rep's productions connect audience with our plays in each other in meaningful, sometimes surprising ways. With respect to Christmas Carol, or Christmas Carol, we have re-envisioned this play for today's audience and the world that we currently inhabit. We invite you to continue to open yourself up to that experience. Well, the fact of the matter is the public rejected the awoke preaching that they came out about. All right, it's Friday. Folks, it is um, December 23rd, the day before the day before. The storm, depending on where you are, 
not that bad. Along the water, definitely some storm surges. Everybody else looks like some wind and some rain. And temperatures at some point will be dropping, although right now it's very mild. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane heating and cooling. It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 We're speaking with our legal expert, or it's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, this next case, I'd actually got. They uh, lived there, they almost basically on a golf course, and then they brought a suit that it was essentially destroying their quality of life. Golf balls, you know, terrorizing them almost and hitting the house, and they were initially five million for their troubles. What are we to make of the fact that it would seem that the state Supreme Court in Massachusetts has overturned this now? Well, the, <clears throat> the state Supreme Court, um, the SJC in Massachusetts, overturned the jury award yep. um, largely not because the amount the jury awarded was too high, not based upon the facts of the case, but based apparently on improper jury instructions that the judge gave to the jury. So we've talked about many times, John, that when you're trying a case in front of a jury, you know, you want to, if you're the attorney, you want to win, but you're always trying to lay the groundwork for appellate issues. And one of the ripest areas for um, appeals is obviously the judge's conduct. Did the judge make an incorrect ruling, which could uh, prejudice the jury to either let evidence in or keep evidence out? And significant fights occur between counsel when trying to um, come up with jury instructions. You know, defense counsel might say the instruction on this issue should be blah, blah, blah. Plaintiff's counsel says, no, the jury instruction should be this, not what defense counsel suggests. The judge ultimately has to make decisions. So when a judge makes a decision to accept one specific, uh, let's say, topic for jury instructions, which turns out to be unfairly prejudicial, well, then the SJC, like in this case, would say the judge made a mistake. He improperly um, uh, instructed the jury. So we don't really know if that instruction prompted this result, but we can't allow this result to stand because it might be based upon the improper instruction. Mm. I think that the amount that these folks were awarded was... um, breathtaking it seemed like a crazy number now i would normally think that during the course of a trial after the jury comes back um, either side can move after trial they can move for a new trial i'm sure that the defendants did and the judge must have denied it and either side can um, make a motion to either add value to the jury award or to decrease the jury award And that's within the purview of the trial judge. So I'm sure the motions were made, but the trial judge didn't see fit to disturb the jury award of $5 million. Um, I think a new judge with better instructions and now a second crack at it, I don't think these folks should have any expectation of getting a jury award anywhere near $5 million. I think that was a... um, one-off aberration, which they shouldn't expect to repeat itself. 
folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Dodd. Now, Tim, everyone is talking about the problem at the border and this this whole matter about Title 42 and whether or not it's going to remain in effect, whether or not, in fact, they're going to lift it. Uh, I believe it was even at the where do things stand as far as Title 42 at the border, which is it's the remain in Mexico policy that is set to expire. It's the remain in Mexico policy. It was set to expire on Wednesday. Um, certain um, attorneys, attorneys general from let's call them Republican or red states uh, filed emergency petitions, which made their way to the Supreme Court. Chief Justice Roberts granted the temporary um, uh, restraining order or temporarily enjoined um, this Title 42 um, um, provisos from um, lapsing. If Title 42 largely came into effect. It was part and parcel of what the Trump administration was trying to do to control border crossings by illegals. And it also came at the time of COVID. So there was a national health emergency, which kind of dovetailed with people this coming over um, in droves like they're doing right now. Um, Southern states have been girding for the expiration of Title 42 and expecting far more uh, folks to um, illegally cross into our country. So will... Title 42 survive for days or weeks or months. Um, that's yet to be determined. The judge simply granted a stay on Title 42 um, lapsing by its own terms and is now giving um, proponents and opponents um, opportunities to brief this. Um, it, it's, it's interesting that the, this administration, I guess, wants Title 42 to expire um, they're in court um, fighting any effort to keep it in place and to the extent that the border can't be controlled um, it seems like it's only going to get worse so I think Chief Justice Roberts did the prudent thing to at least kind of tap the brakes and give the parties an opportunity to brief this uh, issue and see if something can be done to keep this in place it seems to me um, it's one of the few things that border agents and southern states have to try to control the influx, which we're experiencing right now. Um, I'm not sure the, the red state um, litigants here will prevail, but at least they'll keep it in place for a little bit longer. Yeah. Folks, so with our legal expert, attorney Tim, Do Tim Dodd, Tim, what do you think is going to happen as far as President Trump? in his tax returns. And I know some are arguing this could, this could open up a dangerous can of worms for privacy going forward. I, well, I, I, whether, you, again, I many times preface things saying whether you like president Trump or whether right. you loathe president Trump, wherever you stand, um, this is a very treacherous, uh, precarious, treacherous, uh, slippery slope that, um, um, Congress is, is setting us on. This has been an investigation in search of a crime. There's nothing that requires a presidential candidate to release their tax returns. So there's always been a suspicion, I guess, by Trump's opponents that he's hiding his tax returns because he's got some fundamental, potentially criminal problems with his filings, with the representations he's made, has he committed fraud. But again, it's been, a, it's been an investigation searching for a crime. There have been aching to get these returns to scour them to see if they can pin some sort of criminal activity on Donald Trump. So now they've got the returns. And now there's great political pressure from the Trump-hating world to have Congress release the returns that they've got. And I guess they can do it. And they probably will do it if nothing more than to further try to smear um, Donald Trump and to further hamper any shot he would have had at being reelected. So, you know, the Dems and the media still fear Trump. They still think that he's, you know, the, the powerful person in the room who has to be taken down at all costs. But the, the, 
not the president, the precedent that this will set will be used to go after your political enemies forever. So the Republicans are in, they're going to be looking at the Democrats' tax returns and vice versa. And why is it only going to be limited to presidential candidates or sitting presidents? Can Congress say we want to see John DePietro's tax returns? You're a private citizen. Or other members of Congress or their political enemies? Um, it's, It's a step that's being taken for the purpose of hurting Donald Trump. And I get it. But the standard that's being set, um, we have a di- more difficult enough time governing with the, you know, the um, lack of bipartisan communication on anything. This is this something that's further going to divide the country and create political battles forever. This is mm-hmm. never going to end. It's, it's, it's almost akin to, okay, so... The Democrats got Nixon, so now the Republicans got Clinton. Because they got Clinton, now we're going to go get Trump. Um, If the if the Republicans get their act together, they might say, "Well, we want to now go after Biden and try to impeach him." All of the time wasted on that nonsense is time that's not being devoted to the serious, you know, fundamental problems that we have in this country and Mm. this tax business. I think will ultimately be a further waste of time, but it's the, the mentality seems to be, we got to get Trump at all costs. We'll break every rule. We'll set terrible precedents, but we got to get this guy and, and maybe they will. And even if they don't, it continues their um, efforts to, you know, malign him and castigate him in every way possible. And maybe it's justified, but maybe it's not. Much more ahead, our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. At Med Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At At Med Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families. They're on duty at all times. They're open seven days a week. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical. Now, if you're in a car accident, go to At Med Urgent Care. Avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms. They also do adult vaccinations, laboratory testing, at-med urgent care when it's an emergency, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We, uh, it's Friday. It's the day before, the day before. We are uh, struggling a little bit with a power outage with the uh, the Juan Broadcast Center. So we're going to do the best we can to get through uh, the next couple of hours, and we will update you when we can. And so in the meantime, let's enjoy some of our programming from this past week. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It's Thursday, Christmas week. Looks like we have a storm coming in. Well, folks, yesterday was quite the day, quite the day in Washington. There he was. President Zelensky, very, very dramatic to D.C. First trip outside of Ukraine since the war started. Let's pick up the piece from Good Morning America. and defiant wartime visit to Capitol Hill. President Volodymyr Zelensky, dressed in military fatigues, traveling to Washington with an urgent message. Russia could stop its aggression, really, if it wanted to. But you can speed up our victory. I know it. It's been 300 days since Russia invaded Ukraine. This was the first time Zelensky left the front lines. And while he thanked Americans for their support... Thank you all 
from everyone who is now at the front line. He made it clear Ukraine needs more aid and more weapons. We have artillery. Yes. Thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. <laughs> Zelensky warning if Russia is not stopped now, other allies could be under attack too. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. He took that message to the White House as well, meeting face-to-face -face with President Biden, who vowed to support Ukraine for as long as it takes. What you're doing, what you've achieved, it matters not just to Ukraine, but to the entire world. The president announcing a new $1.85 billion aid package including a powerful Patriot missile defense system Good. to protect against Russian missile and drone attacks. Good. As Zelensky closed out his trip to Washington, he left the American public with one final image, handing leaders a Ukrainian flag signed by soldiers in a desperate fight for freedom. Let this flag stay with you, ladies and gentlemen. This flag is a symbol of our victory. In this war, we stand, we fight, and we will win because we are united. Ukraine, America, and the entire free world. A rare show of bipartisanship there on Capitol Hill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi giving President Zelensky an American flag that flew over the U.S. Capitol during his visit. It comes as lawmakers are scrambling to pass a government spending bill that includes an additional $45 billion in aid to Ukraine with. Rachel Scott, thank you. You know, folks, I also want to, um, again, that was uh, from... Good morning, America. You know, I, as I've said, I, I don't understand the people that are not supporting this guy. There were some Republicans that wouldn't stand uh, when many, many in the chamber were giving him a standing ovation. And, you know, I just think yesterday, uh, Charlie Kirk, people, some people know who he is. He started, um, you know, I, he, 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 Big conservative, young guy, was a hat. He was um, questioned by the January 6th committee. He was actually questioned by the FBI, and he kept invoking the 5th. So, so he wears his little hat, and he, he you know, likes to cheer. They think they're, uh, he's what I would call a fake tough guy. You know, they cheer on stage. And they get, you know, big groups together. I think he's part of C he actually might be, you know, the one of the founding things of CPAC and but they're the type. I, I wanna remind people Zelensky wouldn't leave. And all those people I interviewed, he was motivating them. That they, the the Russians thought Ukraine was gonna fold in, in thirteen hours. And here it is, three hundred days later. And they're still fighting strong. His line for the ages, as I've said, I don't need to ride out of the country. I need ammo. We're not going anywhere. We're fighting. That's brave. He's willing to stay and fight. He's willing to motivate others and stay and fight. Charlie Kirk wouldn't answer any questions. I, I, I recognize it's... Someone, it, it's all right. That's fair criticism. Say one, that's apples and oranges. I get it, but like this crew, the people that wouldn't stand, Matt Gates and some of this crowd, they they're just they're social misfits. They're not brave. They're fake tough guys. I also, you know, I'm not going to talk a lot about, it, but I I for the life of me don't understand. So Fox came on and they just allowed, and Tucker Carlson was making fun of what he what he was wearing, like. Again, the, 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 the word brave is thrown around these days, to me, too much on people that, you know, at the Rhode Island State House, all we hear about are people who, you know, they fought and they are fighters and how brave they are to sleep out there in the steps. A, a lot of these situations, I, I think the word is misused. And you, you hear it a lot, you know, those brave individuals that went and attended CPAC. 
as comical as that sounds, I, I don't think they fully get someone who's brave. I, I, and I say that as I was in awe of the people of Ukraine as I was interviewing them and as I was in Ukraine and how much they were willing to fight for their country and how much they were willing to fight and the amount of people around them, the country being destroyed and, uh, and how many people they knew were either being killed or then getting killed in the fight. So there was another clip. Again, he, he spoke, President Zelensky spoke uh, in Congress, and there were different times that the chamber really rose. That, that's a good line about, um, you know, it's not charity. It's an investment in global security. And Senator Reid, I'll play it coming up. Actually, I could play it now. The fight is real. This is um, on CNN. Rhode Island Senator Jack Reed went on CNN yesterday. Senator, good to we'll see you, Mr. That. Chairman, I should say. No, so a, a world leader is coming to meet with President Biden and address Congress while his country is engaged in war. To you, what is the significance of this day? Well, the significance is that he is coming to thank the American people for their support and also President Biden for his leadership coalescing the free world, literally, uh, in support of Ukraine. But second, he's reminding us that uh, his fight is really our fight, that uh, the Ukrainian people are fighting for the values, for the priorities, for the world uh, order that has been the hallmark of American diplomacy and, and Western Europe's diplomacy for, for decades. So he is here to thank and here to uh, communicate that this is a mutual fight. And also, as everyone's pointed out, he, he's here, I think, to continue to inspire his country and inspire the world. As you heard Phil Mattingly report just now, the U.S. is going to be uh, giving Ukraine the Patriot missile defense system. Russia threatened unpredictable consequences for the U.S. if, in fact, we give them the missile system, this defensive system. Are you worried at all about any backlash from Russia? Well, there's always a tension. And in fact, uh, we've always calibrated our transfer of equipment based upon a a prediction of the reaction of Russia, but this is purely a defensive system. It's an air defense system. Uh, it can not be used to initiate offensive actions against uh, Russia, uh, but it can stop their aircraft and uh, other vehicles from attacking Ukraine. So I do not think that he would be foolish enough oh, to use this system as a pretext for doing something uh, escalatory. What do you want to hear from President Zelensky when he speaks in just a few hours? Well, I, I think we will hear what he's already said. Uh, thank you to the American people. Thank you for America standing up and rallying the world. And then remind us all that uh, the Ukrainian people are fighting and dying and suffering grotesque atrocities, uh, not just for themselves, but for free men and women everywhere. And that message, I think, will not only inspire uh, people here but around the globe and send a message to the russians that we stand together how concerned are you that when republicans take over the house of representatives in a few days uh, many of the leaders the republican house leaders have been openly questioning uh, giving money and economic aid to ukraine how, how worried are you about what happens after mccarthy or whoever becomes speaker and and do you think Zelensky's speech will play any role uh, in securing more aid in the future for Ukraine? No, I think there is a concern because there's been some very, uh, I think, uh, reckless and indeed foolish rhetoric coming out. This really is a struggle, and we are making sacrifices. Our European allies are making significant economic sacrifices, uh, but nothing compared to the, the, the deaths and the destruction and that the Ukrainians are doing every day to establish and withhold principles we stand for. So I would, I think his, his visit will make a difference. It, it'll personalize this to members of Congress. Uh, and also, I think he will uh, remind them that, uh, it, you know, we're not doing the fighting, um, and it would be more costly for us if we were engaged, and the Ukrainians are on the front line. 
Donald Trump Jr. put out a message on Twitter in which he referred to Zelensky as an ungrateful international welfare queen. I wouldn't normally quote Donald Trump Jr., wow. but there is a movement in this country, the MAGA movement, uh, that listens to him and, and believes that that description is accurate. What's your response? Well, it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, again, it's, it's almost incomprehensible that anyone would uh, use that terminology to describe someone who probably is the most courageous and inspirational leader since Winston Churchill and defending the values that they all claim they are staunch defenders of also. Uh, you know, I can recall a few weeks ago where John Bolton said if his father was in office, the Russians would already be in Kiev. And I think that's right. So uh, this is not about defending democracy. It's just uh, nonsense. Democratic Senator Jack Reed of Rhode Island, the chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee. Excellent job by uh, Senator Reed. Folks, I agree with him. All this tough talk, I mean, I don't get it. Reagan would have backed that. Reagan would be backing this. Um, Rush is evil. It's good versus evil. Can't have countries invading other countries. I agree we have to keep the world order. Now, close at home, I want to give folks, and again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to give credit to the um, Providence Police. So... They captured that murder suspect from Monday night. I was on Waverly Street in the West End. It's off Cranston Street. There was a uh, brutal man was shot to death. They caught the suspect. He was in Ohio. It was, um, it was incredible yesterday. The Providence police caught a murder suspect that fled to Ohio. The Rhode Island State Police were unable to put out a press release of a a, a woman's body they found or was found in a pond in Coventry. So I went yesterday and the Rhode Island State Police would not even let us film near the pond. It was ludicrous. Nope, stay back. Stay by the road. And then they can't even put out a press release. I mean, I don't know how people are confident they're going to be able to determine who this is. It was such a contrast. I, um... As many of you know, I mean, I, I support law enforcement. I supported and was trying to support the Rhode Island State Police were at the State House last week because they were trying to make sure that those, quote, homeless individuals were kept safe and then they were just doing their job. But you can't even, and again, this doesn't go to like every member of the State Police, but you, you can't even, and there was no statement yesterday. All the media, you know, Channel 10, 12, 6, there were, there were four of us there. Me, Channel 10, 12, and 6. Couldn't even come and give a, gr a briefing. Couldn't even just come tell us what was fun. Nothing. Zero. I mean, what is this? This is not the state police that I remember. I, I, I have quite a bit of interaction. Providence Police, Cranston Police, obviously, and Warwick Police. In, in Woodsocket, I want to give credit to. This is, the state police is not that. I don't, the state police, as I, I was saying yesterday, they, they've they never really recovered from when Governor Mundo made that Anna Sumco the head and really made it political. They haven't recovered. I just, there are other uh, law enforcement agencies that are outshining the Rhode Island State Police. The state police is not what the state police once was. Just question the whole thing. We have to. I have to call balls and strikes. It's just being honest. They're just not. Uh, all it's everything. They don't introduce any legislation to curb drunk driving. You know, remember, drive sober, get pulled over. They like all these gimmicks, and all they seem to do is have press conferences around holidays to remind people not to drive drunk. But there's still people driving drunk on the roads. Then they get upset when their cruisers are smashed, even though regular civilians are killed. Yesterday. Monday night, it was just a contrast for me, hear me out. Monday night, Major David LePayton and Mayor Alorza, they gave a quick press briefing two hours, two, less than two hours after the murder had taken place in Providence. The state police couldn't cobble together a press release in 24 hours, let alone yesterday. So they had no one that could come down and say to the media, just a quick, here's here's where we are. Nothing. What is that? Ludicrous. But I I mean, is part of that? I 
Is part of that because Governor McKee? Part of this, I hope this is not, they are angry that certain members of the media ran a story that someone was murdered and then covered up by the state police. I hope it's not that, but really disappointing. We'll see how long this goes that they can't even put out a press release about finding a female body. Doesn't speak much to uh, um, that they are, how successful they're going to be in determining who that person was or how they ended up in the pond. All right. Thursday, we're going to talk with attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. They specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Dream, build, enjoy. Listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com on this Wednesday, December 21st. Now, some of the um, Governor McKee campaign promises for him that for him to get all these endorsements, he had to make or he did make, I didn't, he didn't have to do anything. He decided to make some uh, very expensive promises out there. He decided to make some very expensive promises in order to get the various endorsements. And some of them are not, how would I describe it? Kind of like below the fold, right? You get some of the high, high profile ones. But then you also get some that are like a little bit not as well known, but still can make a difference. And then obviously also still very expensive, right? For for us, the, the taxpayers, we now, we get the burden and have to pay out for Governor McKee's campaign promises. So he made promises in order to get votes and get himself reelected. And then as a result of that, now we have to pay for it. And a good example, and I want to give credit to the Providence Journal, McKee agrees to landmark new contract with at-home childcare workers. He has struck a deal. Governor Dan McKee, new contract, the arm of the Service Employees International, of course, union, hundreds of state-subsidized daycare operators work out of their own home taking care of other people's children the new deal and i always like this it's retro we're going to make it retroactive to january 1st increases the wages the state pays 337 at-home daycare operators how about this one but stop short of giving them health insurance and retirement benefits the union was seeking excuse me increases of 2.5 percent in the year that begins january 1st coming up and 2.5% in the state budget that begins July 1st, 2024. They'll also get 1.9 million, here we go, retroactive payments to make them whole from what they would have gotten had this deal been effective a year earlier. Excuse me, they were the ones negotiating. Why are we making them whole? They were the ones that couldn't agree to a deal. So do you see the, the pattern here? They hold out. They won't agree to a deal. When they agree to a deal, oh, no, you're going to pay me retroactive for when I wouldn't agree to the deal. What? No, that should be an incentive to sign the deal. Not it's then everything becomes retroactive. The at-home daycare operators receive 224 weekly COVID-enhanced payments for each child in their full-time care through December 2021. 
and $185 since then. They get up to 250 weekly per child retroactive, is that word again, to January 1st, 2022. <laughs> it's not yet fully clear if the overall 78.4 million state lawmaker budget for the child care will cover the new contract, an additional 3.2 million this year and 2.6 million next year. But in the face of declining enrollments, why do you keep giving them more money if it's going down? Of course, the they talked about a landmark new contract settlement with the McKee administration. Folks, how about the fact the the it's it's retroactive. It it should be, as I said, it should be the incentive to sign the new deal. But instead, what's the rush? We're gonna end up getting it back anyway. This unique group of private state contractors is prohibited by state law from receiving the same benefits as state employees. The union has never stopped pushing for the benefits. Since it was 2013, Governor Chafee signed the controversial law allowing at-home child care providers to unionize and requiring the state negotiate with their union representative. That's where the rubber meets the road. That doesn't go on out of the states. And the state did not have to do that, as a matter of fact. And nor should they do that. So the two sides reached their compromises. Retirement and health insurance work together to, uh, together to identify a third-party administrator. But hold on. There's still more money coming here. As part of the contract, each provider will also receive a computing device. Oh, here's $1,000. Go out and buy yourself a new computer. Why do we have to pay for that? The idea is to give providers an opportunity to access online training. Oh, I see. So that way they can do the online training. The contract also allows home-based child care providers to have the opportunity to shape upcoming changes to this bright star system. Listen to this. It also includes $375,000 increase in funding for the Union Employer Joint Training Fund. That sounds like a scam. So now we have to pay for that as well. But wait, there's more. Um, but developments put in, pr increasing pressure on the union to agree to terms, including a rate cut for the in-home providers. Recently, as September, had 1,420 children enrolled in their home daycare operations. The at-home providers had benefited from enhanced rates ranging from 162 to 224 weekly, depending on age, for each of their, quote, full-time enrollees. In their case, full-time meant 30 hours a week. They also received, here comes more money flying in that we're paying for, pandemic retention bonuses, 1500 in the fiscal year 2022, 750 quarterly, here we go, up to 3,000 in the current year. Why are we paying them $750 to keep doing their job? Do they really need a $3,000 bonus? So we're going to give you all this money. We hope you like your job, and we're going to keep giving you bonuses. See, see, this is exactly as I had predicted. Once... This is where Governor McKee is. I, I don't know if he's the worst negotiator ever, but he certainly it's like he's he's vying for the title. So not only do they um, did they pay the bonuses right during COVID. Now it is we're going to continue to pay. The problem when you deal with the union is once something goes in, it's very difficult. Oh, no, 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 no give backs. Very, very difficult to get something out. So now the fact that the McKee administration paid them we all know it started with the providence teachers union they got three thousand dollar bonuses then all the state workers got three thousand dollar bonuses and then what's governor mckee doing now now it becomes it's a regular thing it's a quarterly bonus a number of politicians attended the announcement lieutenant governor sabina matos who thanks several members of the general assembly representative scott grace uh, diaz 
She's got something to go with them. Scott Slater, Marian Shellcross, Catherine Kazarian. Listen to this and describe them as, quote, fighters for the child care providers. Diaz, Grace Diaz, who had a child care business for six years, said the industry has come a long way. We started fighting for social justice. We were fighting. Folks, what fighting are they doing when it's a Democrat-controlled General Assembly, Democrat-controlled state house and yet they always like like that's the uh lieutenant governor matos you know we're fighters for the child care providers fighters why why are we giving these individuals 750 dollars quarterly quarterly now up to three thousand dollars in the current year see this is, as I said, this is exactly as I predicted. This is the problem with Governor McKee. He was so anxious to try to get elected. He was panicking at his falling polling numbers. And what did he do? He made all these commitments and made all these campaign promises that we have to live up to now. The meaning, and we, when I mean we, us, you, look in the mirror. All the taxpayers now have to live up to his campaign promises. All right, it's Wednesday, much more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, Great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Poppin' and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401 739 1322 free consultation 401 739 1322 locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 